It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. We are live from Ots here in Medford, New Jersey. It is Go Birds number 35. We've hit my age, and uh, I think we've surpassed yours. So there we, we pa- go. Yeah, passed mine by four years. <laughs> that was the last week. Four uh, years. Uh, it is uh, time for the nitty gritty once again. Is uh, I know we get into a lot of big picture stuff, and by the way this season has gone, I mean, semi-rightfully so, but I mean, this is a, this is a huge week. It's a, it's a momentum buster, and obviously we're recording this in doing this live right before the Saints are going to take the off. biggest the, game of the Eagles year. Yeah, that's right, the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. So we'll have to wait and see exactly uh, just how big this Monday night is going to end up being for a three-way tie going into this thing. And uh, we'll also learn why why Elliot hates lemons, as I just found that out as we're sitting down here. But uh, shout out to Ots for having us. I mean, this is a fantastic place. There's tons of places to go in uh, and watch basically anything you want with uh, lots of beer, lots of booze, lots of great food, which is uh, going to be delivered right here while we're doing this stuff. But Should we make a prediction for tonight? Uh, I'm going to say yes, and, and, and it's going to get into the uh, the good take, bad take okay, part, right, we'll part of this right. thing here, too. We will make a quick prediction. Um, but I do believe that this is a big week, not only for the Eagles, but for this take specifically, because I'm just not buying into it, and I'm sorry that I don't. Good take or bad take? The Eagles need to run the football to win. Good take. That's a terrible take. It's an take. absolutely good take. Let me just take. say that's a terrible All take. Right, and we've, we've gone right back into it. As me and James discussed, and you and I discussed on this, yes, it's important to run the football against certain teams. The Giants, you should have run the football against them. I don't think it's necessarily the case this week. Look, obviously each week the game plan is different, right? You're playing a Redskins front seven that are very good. I mean, this is not a week where, yeah, you don't want to run the ball 25, 30 times. So I agree with your premise. But overall, if we're just talking as an offensive philosophy, I do see your point where, yes, this is in today's NFL, you win throwing the ball. That is how you do it. But 
That's how you score points. But, I'm not going to say, yeah. But you don't have to throw the ball 80, 90% of the time. I think there is a balance. So, well, you're, I, and I, you know, I heard you arguing with this with Joe DeCamera a little earlier. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a better job of presenting my argument <laughs> than, than Joe did. Good, because he, he was terrible today. Yeah. But here's my point I'm making. I Look, you want the ball in Carson Wentz's hand, but at the end of the day, Carson is better. He said it himself, and not to sound like an 80-year-old man, but a running, a running game is a quarterback's best friend, and you saw that last week. I mean, just look against the Giants. Josh Adams was huge on the on b- really both of those final drives, but the second to last one, I mean, taking it in, four carries from the 15-yard line, getting in there, getting the lead, and then Carson obviously drives him down for the game-winning field goal with the majority of those yards being passing yards. But regardless, even just last week, you look like Carson was able to get a huge monkey off of his back in terms of winning a game in the final minutes, you know, getting fourth-quarter drives, and his running game helped him do it. So I think that for you to say that, yeah, you know, you don't have to run the ball, it's not important. Well, that's, like, not it's what I'm, that's not what I'm I'm saying I'm saying to have and to develop a develop a come out running is still the dumbest idea on earth considering but, but the Eagles offensive line last week said well, let's run let's run let's run and what did they do in the second in half the when second they ran half. the ball yeah of course yeah, they, they were down 16 points how did they the score first their quarter? first points of the game by giving it to Josh Adams they scored okay they scored it was Zach Ertz, I mean right? they should I mean they should have because that that holding call was kind of yeah, okay, there's a perfect example but, but, right yeah there. But, I, I, but I'm just saying, but here's most what I'm teams, saying. you're not going to be able to do in that In the second half, why did they come back and win that game? Because they adjusted. They listened to their players, and they said, And what did the hey, players say? We're dominating, and we can go run the football on these guys. And they were right. Just the same way when Malcolm Jenkins says, Hey, our secondary is getting killed here. Let's simplify this thing so we're not running around like crazy. Right. And that's what good teams, good players, and coaches responding to what's happening on the field. It is not a blueprint but, but, each day, every but day, in what, and out. That's not what you're saying. You're, you're, I'm, what I'm sitting here and I'm saying is, yes, you're right. When you're playing a Redskin front seven that's very good, then you can then, – then if you're playing a front seven that is very good, then you don't run it as much. But it's week to week. You can't go into exactly. a game and saying, okay, Carson Wentz our best player. We're going to have him throw it 35, 40, 45 times. Like, you have to adjust to what it gives you. And that's where running the ball is important. You have to have the ability to run the ball. You can say whatever you want. They came back last week because of the running game. They were down 16 points in the first half when they weren't running the ball. They ran the ball in the second half. They came back. They won. They saved the season. They they did against the Giants, which the book tells you to run the football against the Giants. Okay, so let's say, let's say they were really, they were playing a really good passing defense. Yeah. Then you would want to run the ball. Of course I would. Okay. Yeah, but, but I'm So your saying, argument's making no sense. No, not- no, because the be-all, end-all this week, and this is what I'm saying, is they need to run the football more. It's just not true. Against Washington. Against No, they don't. They okay, need to, that's fine. Th- this secondary is awful. And here's what's crazy about this is there is many more weapons, many more weapons that are on the wide receiving core than what's in the backfield right now. If everybody's convinced themselves that Josh Adams is the guy, I don't think we're there yet. I think he's deserved his lead back carries. And if you're going to start with anybody, that's who it should be. I mean, look. And Corey Clement has been lost a little bit he looked good last week there's reasons why it doesn't mean that okay this worked and it's you have to follow the same formula for every single game now if if they're kicking the snot out of washington and lane johnson says hey we can uh, we can we're taking care of this front seven right kerrigan's not an issue then continue to run the well, football well, let me ask you this to go back to your initial question are you saying good take or bad take they need to run the ball against the redskins are you saying as an overall philosophy i'm saying in today's nfl you have to run you do, good or bad take you have to run the ball to win it's a bad overall overall well then yeah. well then why are you minimizing this argument to one game like yes no I'm, I'm not because I believe firmly that this the only thing that will help the Eagles get to where they are 
is throwing the damn ball down the field. But you just saw you last. You just that. saw last week. They and first of all, look, Carson. And we can get into a larger debate about this. I thought Ike Reese made a great point. Carson has taken to a certain degree a step back this season. Yeah. He's not playing as well. And I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying in a must-win game, I'd rather have the ball in Josh Adams' hands. But what I am saying is, last week against the Giants, they dominated by winning the ball in this. I mean, blah, they dominated by running the ball in the second yes. half. So if, to your point, to say they have to throw to make the playoffs, I don't think that's true. I think it's you not to have throw it. to make the playoffs. Is they need they to need to the figure ball. out a way. To get explosive plays, and they had I one love last Josh week Adams, with Josh Adams, but he's not that explosive. I mean, well, it's he just looked like pretty explosive on that against the Giants. Yes, it doesn't well, who do you mean think they're playing into the ground. Who do you think they're playing to make the playoffs? The Bears, like I mean, they're playing the Redskins this week. They're playing the Cowboys. They're playing the Redskins again. Yes, like, and I, I would recommend the same thing against the Cowboys. I don't think you should just try and go and start getting your running game going early. Now, listen, I'll take anything in the first quarter because they are the worst in the league at scoring points. Right in the first quarter. So if it takes a running game to get the offense going, fine. I just don't see that happening. I'm more – I'm really curious, and maybe you can help me answer this too, despite all this. As I always do. Uh, uh, because that's why. You're the man in the locker room. You're the exactly man with right. the, and, uh, the objective takes and all that. Um, I don't understand why at, at any given time that if you are struggling to get going, why don't they try and run, uh, you know, two personnel? Why don't they have three wide receivers and two tight ends out there? Why don't they use Golden Tate as that running back that could go in and out or declare if he's motioning out to the right or the left? Like, they're so stuck on yeah. having somebody. To, and maybe that's just a loan to protect Carson Wentz. That's fine. But there's a way to get all of those guys on the field for explosive plays, for chunk plays, to run up tempo, to mm. get Carson Wentz happy. I and they're not saw, doing that either. I saw some stat today. It was an ESPN stat. And it was something about how the Eagles and their base offense, if you just compare base offenses around the league, they're one of the worst in the league at that. So I, I agree with you. Like you want to get two tight ends out there. You want to, you know, get get Aguilar out there. So the reason I don't think they do it early on in the season, I think, was because they didn't trust Goddard and he didn't know the playbook very well. That Which was, is fair. That was, yeah. But but that's changed. And at this point, I think Ertz is their best weapon, but he's not a big play guy. I mean, he might be the best tight end in the league, but he's not a big play guy. Goddard is probably their second best receiving option. I'd say it was in terms of consistency too. And yeah, I mean, to be him or Alshon, I mean, yeah. right? So I agree. Like you want to get them involved. That's how I think you're going to get the offense moving. And look, you said it against this Washington front seven. You, you know, I know we had the argument about running the ball, but you just look at this one week. Carson's going to have to throw the ball. I think the Redskins are like 23rd or 24th overall in yeah. passing yards allowed. Yeah. Uh, the cornerbacks are not that great. Josh Norman's not really the player he used to be. And here's the other thing I don't understand either: is there is a I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't been close enough for attention, but there are a lot of national guys that go DJ Swearinger having a fantastic year, and I well, look at some of the tape from like the last three games, I go. He's all over the place. Well, what's interesting, too, about him is he just called out his entire team for practice habits, Yeah, right? yeah. Wasn't that him? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. You, I agree. You you want to get the ball. I think they should get the ball to Goddard more. I 100% agree or with whoever, that. Or whoever. Or just, you know, and that's the that's a confusing thing because we really can't say anymore, man, they're really not trying hard enough to get Golden Tate. They're trying, no, they're too, trying hard. too hard. They're trying too hard, yeah. And, now, and that's the other dynamic of this, too. And see some of the people in Dane, hello, Chad, thanks for tuning in as well. And uh, everybody that's not watching live and you want to get your uh, voices heard, at Go Birds Pod. And also, yeah, well, let's, the run phone through, line. let's run through the comments. 267 245 6066. I do like Dane, though, saying that Elliot hates lemons and Barton hates the run game. I know that's kind of with a sad face emoji. Yeah. Okay, now, I don't hate the run game, I just don't think they have enough horses. But uh, I'm, I'm very curious about. Ever since Golden Tate is coming here, everybody has gone down. 
Alshon's yeah. gone down. Nelson Aguilar's yet to be found. The only consistent guy is Izzertz, and there's no one in the wide receiving core that has stuck let's out have much. A, let's have a bit of Except a larger... For your guy, my Jordan guy. Matthews. <laughs> I mean, my guy. What can What's I say? What's going on there? Well, okay. So let me ask you two questions, and let's not turn this into an Alshon debate, because I know everyone out there thinks no. I hate Alshon. Yeah. But in a larger picture... How would you evaluate? How do you think you would go about evaluating? And how do you think the Eagles will evaluate? Because on paper, if you just look at what Alshon has done over the last four games, it's extremely unimpressive. Yes, he's certainly not played up to what everyone thought he would be. I remember the first game of the season; he had 100 plus yards. My mentions were on fire. I was yep. like, "This is gonna be a long it's year for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna it be is. a long year for me." Right? Hasn't really been the case. I mean, uh-huh. I don't think he's top 50 yards in the last four games. I think he's averaging something like 38 yards. But it's really not just him. I mean, when you look at this offense, they throw it to Ertz so much that it's kind of hard to say, like, how is how are the other skill players doing? Yeah. But it's an interesting decision that they're going to have to make because on a larger scale, whether the Eagles make the playoffs or not, chances are they're not going to turn into a 35-point-per-game unit over the last five games. They could win, but they're not going to do it that way. No. So you guys are going to have to decide what they're doing with their skill position players. And I agree with Golden Tate. What's the argument for bringing him back? None. None right now. Right. You know, it's hurt. It's hurt everything including draft picks including you know right. god knows what else uh uh that that's and, you know, a player that can come back and it, it is really hard it's it's incredibly hard for to evaluate any of these guys outside of zach Ertz. and i really don't know you know like if if there is an option to kind of restructure alshon or whatever I'm sure that might end up being popular. Could you at the imagine end of the if season. he was a cap casualty, or just? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But that, that's what I mean in the overall picture of things. Listen, I might be completely wrong, and Josh Adams is just a notch below Todd Gurley or whoever else, or Kareem Hunt or something like that. Well, your boy DeCamera was not comparing yeah. him to Westbrook straight up. Yeah, but. yeah. Which I was like, come on, Joe. <laughs> not He's like, straight well, up. Well, to they be gave clear, it to him in space. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's. There's a difference between a guy that's, right. you know, uh, well, let me ask you this. has speed agility. Taking, taking money into consideration. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted your point. No, 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 it's okay. Taking money into consideration, would you rather re-sign Golden Tate or Jordan Matthews? Say it. You can't make me say, say it. it. You can't make me say, say it. it. No, Jordan Matthews. I, yeah, I think so, right? But even then, I don't even know if I bring Jordan Matthews back this year. Oh, I think on bring it. We'll have this debate in the offseason. I think sure. that's a no brainer. Sure he's he's sure going to cost like a million will. bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's going to be cheap and easy. And he's, yeah, and he's got done his a good best job. Friends. And he's done a good job. He has in the role that he's filled. Uh, but in, in, Which is more than other receivers can say. Yeah. Now they have larger roles. But yeah. Anyway. I, I, I just think that the. I, and that's that's part of it too. Like at this point, if we are really back to let's just go win football games, and the Eagles need to do it. If that means that you cannot get Golden Tate involved at this point, and I can't believe I'm saying this after arguing like where's Golden Tate? Right. Then it, it, don't uh, don't allow him on the field. Just keep him in punt returners and get him in certain situations where he can. If you can't get the ball to Alshon Jeffrey, if you can't get the ball to Nelson Aguilar. Um, and it's severely affecting it that way. I think it's it's not that simple either. No, uh, but it's. I mean, look, it, they it, have that, That's what's stopping the downfield attack of this team, and they need to find it, it before the playoffs because that's what you're, you're going to face. The Texans, you're going to face the Rams. You need to score points somehow. Well, here's what I would say. I think that we we focus in on Golden Tate so much, and rightfully so. I mean, they traded a third round pick for him. Uh, you know, he was supposed to come in here and help the offense. But whenever they give the ball to him, it just looks so forced. Like, every time, it's like, okay, they gave it to him a three-yard screen, and it looked <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. But the thing, too, is, though, with this offense, everything looks so hard. Like, nothing has looked easy right. this year. And I think we're just magnifying it now on Golden Tate. But even 
when they throw it to Alshon. I mean, he's never been a guy that creates a ton of separation. He had a huge catch against the Giants late. Yep. Obviously, ball security afterwards was not ideal. Yeah, not ideal. Running around the I field. I even said but, that, yeah. yeah. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing this offense has done has looked easy, and that's a, that's a big problem heading into this offseason, figuring that out. But the question is, all right, so Carson talked today, yeah. uh, today being Thursday, talked to the uh, – the media, and he said when he was looking at the Washington uh, defense that they look basically the same unit they were last year in terms of scheme, in terms of what he sees on the tape. Eagles offense averaged like 28 points against the Redskins yes. last year. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see if they can really come out. I do think that they have some momentum going for the first time this year. I mean, that Giants game early in the season when they scored 34 points, they they were great. So they were great early on, and then they cooled off a little because they didn't need to. Right. This is kind of the first game where they're carrying momentum into another game. So I wonder how that'll adjust on Monday night in terms of helping with their quick starts. Yeah, me too. And they're you know, it's interesting too because I um, have already been saying this week that they just I don't think they're going to lose to the Redskins. I don't either, but they I, haven't know, won a game back-to-back all year. And, and that's always the thing. And, you know, you can never guarantee anything with this Eagles team or federal. Uh, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose this week. Right. Um, I, now, you know, me saying that, I still fully expect, and, you know, we'll get to the injury report in, in just a second, but I, I still feel like when you look at this Washington offense and all, you've all had half a week of preparation with Colt McCoy in there and had to play on Thursday night right. and whatever – the offense still hasn't changed that much, and I mean, outside of the on-the-field execution stuff with the three interceptions, I mean that's 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 a pretty big one. Yeah, uh, but they I'd are. I'd say so. But uh, Colt McCoy is not afraid to throw the ball, and, and in in terms of just like what they were able to do, the offense didn't really change much of anything. I mean, they didn't lean heavy on Adrian Peterson any more than they usually would. Um, Jordan reads a little more of a target for, yeah, uh, for and, that- and, and, and that's pretty much it. But this is. This, to me, isn't just like, oh, Washington's not going to score any points because Colt McCoy's in there. They still can move the ball, and they well, can still so I boringly I anyway. Di- I disagree with you on that. I do think that the excuses that will be made if this Eagles defense doesn't play well is, oh, well, the secondary is really banged up. And they might be a little healthier with Rasul back and Sydney. Although, honestly, nice. Sydney was not playing at a high level, and really Rasul hasn't either. So, yeah. regardless, my point is this. The Redskins' offense is more banged up than the Eagles' defense is. They're missing – Two of their their guards on the inside, they're missing one of their top receivers, missing their quarterback, obviously. So when you look at the Eagles' defensive line, they should be able, especially Fletcher Cox, and now you have Timmy Jernigan back in his second game, they should live in Colt McCoy's face on Monday night. And any quarterback is going to struggle when you have a defensive lineman coming right at you, but Colt McCoy especially. They have literally no excuse to get lit up by this offense. No, they, none. They need to keep this Not team much anyway. under yeah. 20 points. There's, there's no excuse. I mean, even before Alex Smith went down, this team was already struggling. They've lost three of their four games. Yep. Obviously, Alex Smith was only out for one of them and then missed a part of the other. But the offense has not been that good for the Redskins. They're just not. And also, their strengths play into the Eagles' strengths on defense. Running the ball, the Eagles should be better at stopping the run than they are against the pass. Tight end, how concerned are you about that, considering, you know, Nigel Bradham? A I think that's, that's a – in terms of coverage, like, I'm not as concerned. But you can tell, like – there was always something a little bit off with with Nigel, and I don't. Did they get any clarification on when this happened? Like, was this just last? It was game? the third play of the game. Yeah, so uh, it it looked noticeable just in terms of like 
tackling and, yeah. and whatever. And I got to say, the club he has on his hand is huge. <laughs> huge. If he plays, it'll he will have the club on. I mean, he yeah. people were getting on me on Twitter today because I said he still had a cast on, and they were like, "Oh no, shit, he just had surgery." But yeah, like, well, it's noteworthy. Okay, cool, I mean, thanks. he still he still has his cast on. Like the dude's supposed to play in four days. Now whatever. he can't catch footballs even with a right. With so that a, maybe that won't happen. it doesn't really matter as much. Um, I think in terms of coverage, I mean, that's still. He's still really good at that. So, I, but is it concerning a little bit? Sure. I mean, the, you know, whatever kind of if you can get Jordan on a weird Lee, angle, Jordan we've Davis. we've 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 seen that already. And you know, th- th- everybody's going to be worried about that. Nate Gary being in there and being like, "Oh God, you've you got to go well tackle somebody," which is always just kind of an interesting thing with him. And right. And well, the other thing the same is, concerns. I mean, even last week against the Giants, you saw plays where Nate Gary didn't really seem to know what he was doing. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, Nigel Bradham mid-play was trying to explain to him where to go. So I do think that that could potentially be an issue. But even that to the t- the potential issue at tight end aside, this this Eagles defense has no excuse. And we talked about this prior to their loss to the Cowboys, where you and James thought it was going to be a pretty easy victory and they would win. Like I thought they were going to cr- kill them. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, th- but here's the thing with the Eagles. They don't score enough points to kill teams. No. So, look, could they come out and put out 30-plus points on Monday? I think there's a better possibility than past weeks that that could happen. But overall, if this Eagles offense only scoring 23 points, they're not going to blow the Redskins out, even if the defense has a great game. So the defense has to go into that game with the mindset of, 20 or less points. If they let up 20 or less points, I think the Eagles will absolutely win this game. If they allow the Redskins to score 24, I mean, things could get dicey really quick. Uh, Zach in the chat room asking, do you see Sidney Jones playing outside or playing nickel on Monday? I'd be a little surprised if he's playing nickel, to be honest. I'd well, be a I mean, surprised. Maddox is probably still out. I mean, yeah. LeBlanc obviously has done that a little more. I thought he played well on the outside. But I do think they'll probably put Sydney on the outside. So that'll be, uh, the, you know, your your first or second, I guess, look at him playing on the outside, right? Because yeah, he started three, out yeah. with the Saints for like five seconds. The Saints took his manhood straight they did. out. The, not they his did. manhood, his soul, maybe I should say. And, uh, you and know, his hamstring. Jake also in here asking some of the same things that I think everybody wants to know about. And uh, we had uh, talked to Howard asking, you know, all of his uh, perfume king. you could smell right the through king. the phone and you know, his hairbrush and whatever. Um <laughs> Sproles is back in practicing, and it, by all indications, uh, did not re-injure his hamstring. Limited in, today. In yes. limited fashion. Saw him um, in the locker room afterwards. He was alive and walking. He said 50-50 on Monday. Would you say 50-50 for Sproles active? In terms of playing? Yeah. Oh, I would say higher than 50-50. I don't really? want to say 100%, but I would think Sproles is probably going to go. 85 yeah. I mean, I mean, the dude wants to play. And I think the limited part of practice might be more of just let's not let's not do a ton with them. And honestly, I kind of agree with that, not to diminish practice, but if you're going to get Sproles hurt, at least have it be in a game. Like get let him get to a game healthy and see what he can do. He's a veteran. He's been in this offense a while. I don't think he needs practice as much as other players. So now the question is, him coming back, good or bad thing? Um, I don't know. Your like, pause says I, it all. I, I think it's a good thing because it's, I mean, Wendell Smallwood hasn't been out there for two games. Right. And at least if you're going to take those snaps, he was, it's way more effective than Wendell Smallwood. He helps your passing game, you know, punt returns, all that. Shout out to my boy DeAndre Carter. Had a pretty good Monday Night your Football boy. game. Good, good season uh, for both our boys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> proud, <laughs> proud, proud fathers. Right um, and, and there is, I think it is a good thing that Darren Sproles would be out there as long as he can stay out there for an entire game, they need him. Think, we're at this point where it is that way. You know? I think it's a good thing if Doug can show, show restraint. Like, last game, we can debate running, not running, whatever. Yeah. I think we would both agree 
Josh Adams deserves the majority of the carries. Yes, yeah, right? of course, yeah, yeah. La- last week, his 22 carries to five for Corey Clement was the biggest discrepancy between running backs this year. Yep. So they seem to be heading that way. I don't want to see Josh Adams nine carries, Darren Sproles seven. Like, Josh Adams needs to get the ball more. Sproles has not played well. I mean, he had that one big third down against the Falcons. Yep. But really, over the last two years, hasn't looked that special. So it's nice to have him back. But ultimately, I think you have to go with Josh Adams. And uh, Dane's saying, Barchard, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't be saying we need to pass a vagina, and Blunt, uh, Blunt were still here. Yeah, of course Yeah, not. you would. Well, no, I actually think you would, too. Well, no, because I was saying that last philosophy year, too. In it's general just, but that's But that should be your philosophy. And guess what? That philosophy worked last year because Carson was healthy. He was throwing touchdowns. No one was bitching about who was getting the ball. Right. Everyone, Ertz, Alshon, and Nelson, Nelson Aguilar all had, what, eight, eight, nine touchdowns spread out amongst themselves. Yeah. No one was concerned about yards. And then you pounded those guys into the sand, and maybe occasionally J.J. would break one for 55. Or it's, that's that's the whole point of this. Maybe Josh Adams can do the same thing, too. Right. I, I, I get all that, but um, that is the one thing I'm worried about with all of this, right? We just mentioned it before. If Sproles is in there, is that, are you now taking away snaps from Golden Tate being out there? You know, like, well, again, the, the, the same I mean, thing's going to happen. I mean, and Golden Tate at this point is kind of like, like you know, which is crazy because literally a, a month ago we were all sitting here saying how he was going to change the offense. But, no, I agree. Look, I mean, forcing Sproles on the field is one of the worst things they could do. They need to go with what worked in the second half, which is run the ball with Josh Adams, throw the ball, obviously, Carson, clearly. Yes, but, you're right. But here's the other thing I'll say. Me and you can debate the philosophy. The Eagles' philosophy is extremely clear. When they were looking to hire a head coach prior to Chip Kelly, they wanted someone that was going to throw the ball. When they were looking to hire a coach again, they went with a former quarterback in Doug Peterson. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie believe to win in the NFL, you throw the ball. And that's your philosophy. Everyone else in the NFL agrees with that, by the way. There is no one that has run first in this in this league. No, Name one team that is like, we are concentrating and, on doing this. And I'm not saying they should be a run-first team. I'm just more of like a 60-40 guy, and you sound more of like a 70-30. I'm more like a 65-35 if we want to get it down into numbers. Oh, we can get into specifics. But I, it, it is not even that for me. And I, I keep preaching this the same way that Mike Leach, who I desperately love out there in, uh, uh, in Washington. Uh, balanced offense does not mean equal running and equal passing. I agree. It means getting the ball into the hands of as many people as possible to continually throw off your opponent. To me, and if you're and, and here's what I want to ask you. Okay. In um, do you think on on average do you think 24 carries is enough for a team or for, for a, a team, player? 24 carries. Oh, absolutely. That's what the Eagles average right now. I'm not saying the Eagles I'm have an issue saying. running the ball. I'm just I, saying. Yeah, but people act like that. That's happens and when things go wrong and you're not running a football and can we clarify by the way for the 90th time that i've seen it all week josh adams got hurt after that 50 yard run that was called back that's why he didn't go back on the second series they took him into the blue medical tent yeah that's the only reason why they weren't opposed to running right right right? yeah i mean look when the game when and we say the game when the season was on the line they put josh adams in there and ran the ball yeah i mean it was much more than the game if they lose that game we're talking today about impending free agents and draft picks. I mean, there's there's nothing else to talk about. So right. I, I agree. Look, I mean, Josh Adams, obviously, they, they trust him in the second half, and that really speaks to it. Let me ask you this really quick, though. Sure. Long term, what do you think of Josh Adams as a prospect? Uh, I I really need to see him catch footballs. Um, Deuce says he can do it. I, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I trust Deuce on a lot of things, but he also told me, look out for Matt Jones this offseason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I, and, and his assessment might not have been wrong. It's just, you know, sometimes a player 
right. doesn't doesn't click. But if he sees the potential there, I, I I don't know. I think he's I think he's a guy that is a two down back in this league. Yeah, I think he's a solid. I don't think he is special. Put it that way. Yeah, to me, when I look at running either. backs, I say special, not special. Right. I don't think he's special, but I think he has a better chance of being special than Corey Clement does. Yes, and I'm so distracted right now because Otz has just dropped off yeah. three delicious of the most delicious what looks like to be fish tacos, and I'm a I'm a I'm a fish taco uh, sucker here, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna womp on some of these while we're while we're chatting about this stuff, and uh, yeah, I, I just don't. So basically, I have to talk. You you have to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm this sure is the all listeners you. will be very happy. I I have a feeling that we get caught up in the, in a lot of this stuff too, and it's never to disparage anybody, which is why it's so weird because I'm on I'm on opposite sides of of uh, running backs with a, a lot of popular opinion. Right. I believe running backs are important. That you can take you them at a high throw level. The ball. That I don't like a running back by committee. Right. But if you have a guy that is a Swiss Army knife and can run the football at the same time, a la Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. They know Saquon. those are very you Saquon. All of those guys matter. All of those guys make their teams that much better. Those are best friends of quarterbacks. Right. I'm not sure that running the football is too. I'm not disagreeing with what Carson said. Really, it's if you need pressure taken off of you, that is exactly what you want to do. But also, uh, I, I I firmly believe that it is. It is a, a like, I, a Philip Lindsay will probably be irrelevant in a couple of years. That's yes. a, that's Because this think, happens time and time again. We thought Corey Clement was the guy coming into this season. To me, now to there's me, questions. running the ball and, like, the philosophy of whether you have to run it, pass it, whatever, I just think a team needs to be able to run the ball. Exactly. You have to, you, have to, you know, establish it early on in the game, show you can do it. And then later on, as the Eagles showed, you have to be able to do it late in the game. So that's where I would fall on it. I'm not saying I want Carson to touch the ball only half the time. I just think you have to be able to run the ball, and you can. And to do that, you have to have an attitude of we want to run the ball. Yes. And uh, and do you get the sense that Doug like doesn't have that attitude? Because it, it, it didn't really – I mean – I think Doug is a quarterback the, at heart. Yes. And you could kind of make the argument, I guess, they, did this, they told him the same thing after that Kansas City game, right, right. last year. And once they did, and they like, hey, we need to run the ball more. Hey, we need to go and do this. I'm, which I'm and John was like, nah, nah, don't run the ball. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, <laughs> a couple of times, especially after that. Well, and then it got thrown in my face with the San Diego game. But this is what I don't want to get lumped into. And shout out to Dave Ram, I love you. But, man, when you make correlations like when Carson throws the ball this many times versus throwing the ball this many times, it's the same as when you run this amount of times. It generally means you are winning because you are trying to kill clock at the end. Not, not, not necessarily does, like the other way it around. It does to a certain degree, but I think we might have talked about this on a previous one. But, I mean, Sean Payton wanted the ball in Carson Wentz's hand. I mean, the stats showed, well, sure. for, Car- the stats showed for Sean Payton that when Carson throws and goes like over 310 yards or something like that, that his winning his his record is not. They great. said with the score over twenty six points. What a, yeah, he was one in eleven when the, the defense allowed over twenty six points. But it, I, I think his record when he, he threw like between three ten and three forty eight or something wasn't great either. And I think that does speak to the fact that if the Eagles' offense turns into Carson throwing fifty plus times, they're not going to win the game. Yeah, but uh, how often has Carson thrown fifty plus times in his career? Well, he's only played in like thirty something. That's what I'm saying. Like we can make all these different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can say one eleven. Right. It's it's twelve games. It's a small sample size, but so far, you know what? And if you look at through his career, like he is right in there. He's throwing thirty six 
times a game. No, the I, 33, I, I think, is his average amount. I, I, I think there is a good amount of balance. I, I do. Uh, but for me, the only way, again, to get this team into a place where we all feel not just can win the NFC East, but maybe win a playoff game or two is you have to figure out what's going on with your passing Agreed. arsenal. Agreed, 100%. That's, that's it. I mean, it, you're, Josh Adams is not going to score you 30 points a game. I agree 100% with you on that. I just think, in general, they have to be able to go to that running game when they need to, to burn clock late, to control the clock, to do the things last year that really helped them win the Super Bowl. I mean, even on their way to the playoffs, I know Nick Foles, obviously a Super Bowl MVP, had a great Super Bowl. The running game was important when you control the clock. I mean, look at last. I mean, the Eagles lost. I'm pretty sure they ended up losing. The, or maybe they didn't end up losing time possession of the Giants but this team is at their best when they control the clock and part of that is running the game. Well here's uh, here's what I was going to make with my prediction. Are we, are uh, we doing final predictions here? Oh, no 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 uh, we're going to we're going to right now you know what we're going to do Elliot? Oh, it's no. time for the picks Hit me! It's time to ring the bell and place some bets. Hey I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money Here we go Money talks the picks, of course, are brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park. We can watch and wager on all of this weekend's games, including the NCAA conference matchups. I'm getting fired up for because I can't wait to see chaos on top of the playoffs as they come out on <laughs> Sunday at noon. Plus, all of the NFL action that is going on throughout the weekend. Closest place to Philadelphia. We have a good time there every time we go down. It's the Casino at Delaware Park. See, a lottery agent of Delaware Lottery must be 21 to play, but you know what? You don't have to be to watch Elliot. 21. 21. That's right. So let's get into some games. And tonight, tonight, I hope I'm right because uh, you can rip me all you want because I've heard nothing but ball control, and the Eagles should have done that against the Saints. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately, have a top-five running back, and if they actually choose at home to play ball control against this New Orleans Saints uh, team in general, they're fucked. So that's what I'm going with tonight. I hope they come out with ball control. There is this ESPN vibe that the Dallas Cowboys are actually good in tonight. They are not good. They, they are get, not good. They get crushed. Take the seven and a half that they are giving to the New Orleans Saints and write it home to victory. In honor of James, ring the bell, brother, because I do think, <laughs> I do think, me and you have talked and we've debated how good the Cowboys are. I think that this is going to be actually a little bit of a tough spot for the Saints. Prime time. I feel like the Cowboys are going to bring it. I'm going to pick the Saints to win, but I think the Cowboys keep it close. All right. Let's uh, travel on down to what I think is uh, the other prevalent matchup uh, that is uh, going around, which is a Minnesota. Well, I, sh- I say prevalent. It's not, it's not that great. Let's go to Minnesota, <laughs> uh, or New England, rather, the 425 start, uh, which is probably going to be the most interesting one of the 425 games. The Patriots are a uh, four-and-a-half, well, five-point favorite at home against the Vikings. Elliot Shore Parks, what's up? Oh, this you? is easy. Vikings aren't going to keep that close, not in New England. I think the Patriots absolutely... Mollywop the Vikings. Mollywop. How you like feel it. about that one? <laughs> like and it. I think they cover. I'm going to give you one of these because I agree. It's probably going to be my best bet. I wish I had that little soundboard. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but so only one only day. one person can get one into day. control. Uh, let's go to the uh, the 1 p.m. games where, man, um, or no, it's not a 1 p.m. game. It's the Sunday night football 
as the Steelers are taking on the Chargers. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are getting the uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite, I guess, at home as the Chargers are going west to east, which usually isn't great. But I just got a feeling about these. Oh, yeah, you know, no, you go ahead because I haven't given it away yet. I got a feeling about somebody in this game. Well, I'm excited to see that. I think that the Chargers are going to win this game, and I think they will. Obviously, they'll. You don't need the points because they're they're underdogs. But I mean, dude, Ben Roethlisberger ripping his teammates this week. Like they just seem like they're a mess down there in Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Chargers. Oh, ring that bell, baby! Oh. <laughs> Here we go. The uh, the moment that Ben Roth- Roethlisberger rips people, uh, I believe they just come out firing the next time, and I believe that's what happened when Antonio Brown got up, yeah. quote unquote, upset with Le'Veon Bell in that drama. So I'm gonna say they bounce back after that. Um, Let's go to the... Uh, oh, one more. All right. Let's go one more because uh, I'm probably going to race that Thursday night game after I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, here's an interesting one. The Texans are six-point favorites at home against the the now red-hot Cleveland Browns. L.A. Show Parks, what say you? Uh, you know, I actually like what Baker said this week. Everyone's ripping him. I feel like everyone's like saying, oh, he shouldn't say that. You know what, Baker? Go out there and be yourself. Then the offensive coordinator comes out and says, I didn't know telling the truth was wrong. So <laughs> nothing to do with X's and O's. It's not how I make my picks. I think that the uh, Browns keep it close. I would take the Browns with the points. Yeah, I, I, I do too, actually. I think Baker uh, goes out then Bacon. And how about that Freddie Kitchens, huh? That's what I'm saying. So it's amazing. So, uh, again... Uh, watch and wager the uh, all of uh, all of your fun bets at the casino at Delaware Park, and we appreciate them being allowed. We will actually be on uh, again 10 a.m. Sunday. Nothing really changes, and uh, going through the rest of the picks. Maybe some things change. Maybe my opinions change. Me and James Seltzer will be on there. You guys are going to be at Citizens Bank Park actually for their. Wait, are you uh, not going to be there? I, I'm. I'm. Un- I'm moving in. I'm moving in. Oh it's, it's, yeah, it's that's moving right. Time. Now that might that might change, but. Uh, she for, she for, changes, for now. changes her mind for, at the last no, yeah, minute. She's like, actually, I don't want to. She's like, yeah, actually, my bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. It's a major never, not, not, not bad call alert. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that But one. you'll be at Citizens Bank Park on yeah, I'm pumped Saturday, for that. which uh, you and James will be uh, you know, hanging out for their holiday sale. You should go to that. Unfortunately, inside the birds, you won't be able to hear because conference championships are right after that. NCAA taking over. That's and right. And then we're off the next week because of Army-Navy uh, doing their thing at the link. But, but we'll uh, be, be back. Be sure to listen on that. I need uh, your predictions for Sun or Monday night against the uh, Redskins here. All right. Everything about this Eagles team is telling me to pick Washington. They're wow. inconsistent all year. Uh-huh. Every time we think they're going to turn it around, they don't. They've not shown they're up to meeting challenges. They barely, barely beat the Giants. Honestly got smacked around at the beginning of that game. But... Man, this Colt McCoy in Philadelphia, I think that's a major red flag for Washington. Washington's interior offensive line is extremely banged up. Fletcher Cox, sack total isn't there, but he's playing extremely well. I think that the banged up secondary is not as big of an issue. So I'm picking the Eagles, and I'm actually picking them to win comfortably, which I know I'm going to end up regretting. I'm going, I think they get over the 25-point barrier. I think they get in the 30s. I'm going to go... Eagles somewhere like 30 to 33, and I think oh they basically shut the Redskins down. Oh, my God. Eagles 30, Washington 13. Oh, my God. I am in 100% agreement with Elliot Shore Parks. How in the world could this happen? So I will say this. Uh, once these dirty-ass Cowboys get their ass kicked tonight, which they will. Poor John cursing in front of the kids Which today, they will. Man. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> They're going to learn it someday. But uh, once that happens, everybody, I'd like to welcome officially 
everyone right back on the bandwagon as it's go time, baby. This is it. They cannot lose to the Redskins. And we will see you when they do. Monday night right after the game. Go Birds. (laughs) 